moved her hand. Oh, pfft, what am I doing? Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. We are live in studio, uh, and this is page 792. Penthe removed her hand and repeated the shy smile. She was charming as spring flowers. It eased my heart to look at her. Normally, I said, I would smile in answer to yours, but here I worry others would view it as impolite. Please, she said, making a series of gestures wide enough for anyone to see. Bold invitation, imploring entreaty, familiar welcome. I must practice. I smiled, though not quite as widely as I would have ordinarily, partly out of caution and partly because my face hurt. It feels good to smile again, I said. I have anxiousness about my smiling. She started to gesture and stopped herself. Her expression shifted, her eyes narrowing a bit as if she were irritated. This? I asked, gesturing mild worry. She nodded. How do you make that with the face? It is like this. I drew my brows together slightly. Also, as a woman, you would do this. I pursed my lips slightly. I would do this, as I am a man. I drew my lips down into a small frown instead. Penthe looked at me blankly, aghast. It is different for men and women, she asked, disbelief creeping into her tone. Only some, I reassured her, and only small things. There is so much, she said, allowing a note of despair into her voice. With one's family, one knows what every small movement of face means. You grow up watching, you know the all of what is in them. Those friends you are young with, before you know better than to grin at everything. It is easy with them, but this... She shook her head. How can one possibly remember when to correctly show one's teeth? How often I am supposed to touch eyes. I understand, I said. I'm very good at speaking in my language. I can make the cleverest meanings, but here that is useless. I sighed. Keeping my face still is very hard. I feel I am always holding my breath. Not always, she said. We are not always still at the face. When you are with... She trailed off and quickly gestured apology. I have none I am close to, I said. Gentle regret. I had hoped I was growing close to Vashet, but I fear I ruined that today. Penthe nodded. I saw. She reached out and ran her thumb along the side of my face. It felt cool against the swelling. You must have angered her very. I can tell that by the ringing of my ears, I said. Penthe shook her head. No, your marks. She gestured to her own face this time. With another, it might be a mistake, but Vashet would not leave such if she did not wish everyone to see. The bottom dropped out of my stomach and my hand went unconsciously to my face. Of course. This wasn't mere punishment. It was a message to all of Ademra. That's the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I'm Nick. Uh, so let's let's address the elephant in the room, the spaghetti <laughs> chef Penthe. Hey, oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's in the face. Uh, you look at my face uh, we are, when you're with those people. You are I feel like my Adam accent, generally speaking, is trying to do more of like a ambiguously like Persian Persian speaking English and yours is more of an ambiguously like Hispanic Persian speaking English and I started trying to do yours and it just turned into Italian. Well, if it's any consolation, someone on the Discord roasted us all by saying that it sounded like Borat. So <laughs> <laughs> on a long enough timeline, all uh white Anglo people doing another accent turns into Borat. <laughs> yes, the Borat quotient. <laughs> <laughs> well, do any of the Adam talk about their wives? Uh, do they get married? I, we're gonna get. We're gonna find out. I guess I'm just saying we have a golden opportunity before us. My ex friend. <laughs> I haven't seen Borat, so I don't get that joke. 
You've never heard anyone go, my, my wife. wife. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a good point, actually. I have heard people say that. Yeah, that's, I've never seen Borat either, but I know that joke. Here's the thing. Borat is better than the people who like Borat make it seem, if that is, yes, if that makes sense. that is my understanding. Yeah, I'll, I'll see it eventually. I don't not want to see it. Jordan is reaching for the brownies. Jordan is going to eat brownies live I'm on the air. I'm just putting them really close to me so I can eat them in the break, okay? <laughs> I have wait even five minutes. <laughs> I have priorities. You sure do. As does uh, Penthe, I yeah. suppose. Nice segue. Good thank you, thank you. Yes, yeah, yeah, she it. has to get back to the, the pasta mill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has to press the olives. That's right, yeah. She has to wear the tall chef's hats with a rat that's piloting her. It doesn't get discovered. <laughs> she has to flip it a pizza. Penthe and close conversation reminds me of like conversations I've had with people who are uh, learning a romance language from someone who speaks a romance language because romance languages have like gendered everything right like the nouns are gendered so you can't just you can't just say like in english we say the table but in french it's like some nouns are feminine it would be like no la you speak better french than me like, yeah i honestly forget whether it's la table or le table but i think it's la right. i think tables are feminine right. la, so tables might be feminine but like a chair might not be it depends on the kind of chair See? <laughs> I'm kidding. It doesn't. But, but, like, but like, I believed you, and I feel like that's the kind of thing that Penthe is dealing with. Like, you you mean like men and women make different faces sometimes? Or it's like not appropriate? For yeah, like the, the context of, of each facial expression is very, very different, <gasps> and mm-hmm. how and when. Mm-hmm. I thought it was something silly. <laughs> we, we never do anything silly on the show, okay, Jordana, so, so save uh, it for your. Tables are feminine, la table. I'm pretty what? sure, although I could be wrong, that chairs are masculine. Um. But, but, pro- that, the, no, yes, but see, now, the reason that I think that is because you push chairs into tables. <laughs> wow, that might be the filthiest joke you've ever, you've ever made. <laughs> yeah. I, I worked really hard on that. No, that was, that was really uh, disgusting. Chairs <laughs> have to go under a table. God. Sorry. Yeah, it's just like that that famous riddle from uh, from the Hobbit. What walks on uh, three legs? No, wait. It's it's one four legs in the morning. No, no, no. That's the Sphinx's riddle. It's the one where the man is sitting on the stool eating the fish. Except it's like a sex thing. Mm. Okay, I started the bit before I knew where it was going, and <laughs> it didn't really pan out. But uh, you know, we're not here to talk about our bits, except for Jordana, who apparently is. Mm. There we go. Saved it. Um, a stirring rebuke from Fashet. Yeah, we, yeah. We this knew group, that it would be that way, though. Well, we didn't, though. I was alluding to it on our previous page that, like the, because because I'd read ahead. Oh. But yeah, the the fact that like and Foth isn't putting it together until just now that like Vashet has enough self control to not not leave a bruise if she doesn't want to leave a bruise. So if she does leave a bruise, it's because she wants people to see it, which is uh, yeah, messed up. And I mean, how do they know that Bashet left it? Is it not possible that someone else could have left the bruise? I mean, it's unlikely seeing I nobody think, else hangs out with him, but... I think everybody knows that he was training with Bashet and then he ticked her off. And then they saw the bruise. Yeah. Like, okay, he ticked her off. Like, I think, you know, they probably saw Bashet like, stalking through the school. I was like, Bashet, what's up? Said, Shut up! I don't want to talk about it. She also <laughs> shouted when she yeah. was whipping him. She shouted. This seems to me to be a fairly common cultural practice, or at least with regard to... Um, Quoth, because even in this scene, Penthe does something where she gestures loud enough to be seen. Like, it seems to me that the extent of your broadcasting is very intentional and mindful. 
I don't know if it's a cultural practice, but I do think in relation to Quoth, the whole school is kind of holding its breath, waiting to see like what is going to be the outcome of this situation with the barbarian. And so the people who interact with Quoth, like, like he, cause he says to her, the reason that she hand talks broadly. So everyone knows what she's communicating to Quoth is because he says, I'm not sure that I should be smiling. That's rude here. And she's, and she's saying like, no, please do that. Because I need to practice right, it. But this isn't a one-off thing. This is like the, the, the room-wide gesture thing. You know, Shaheen does it. Uh, yeah, but they do it specifically when they're trying to communicate to the school, like to everybody around, how they, like their the emotional valence of their conversation with Quoth, right? So I think that's all, It's I don't think it's like a, a cultural thing. I think it's a specific, like, we want everyone to know how we feel about the barbarian today. And I'm noticing that their language affords that. yes. Yes, which is why it might be a cultural thing, like, or it's a unique uh, benefit of speaking in this way, yes. in this language. Yes, I guess like the equivalent would be what Bashed does, which is she shouts, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Like when she wants everyone to know what is the context of her conversation with Quoth, she shouts. Yeah, but you can't like have a quiet private conversation, private in Scarecrow, but still communicate. Yeah, if I wanted yeah. to communicate something like the valence of my conversation with you in English to the rest of the room. You'd have to broadcast it loudly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is, which is uh, not in keeping with mm. their uh, style of hi- hiding. I don't know. I still feel like they're hiding. but And indeed, that is like rude in English. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, everyone is awkward and embarrassed when like a couple is fighting on the subway or something. You know, you don't want to broadcast that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, I, have, I have no more things. No? I don't know. I... I love Penthe, like, because we've seen her only in the context of, like, she is a, like, supremely gifted martial artist. But it, so it's nice to see this other side of her where she is, like, a nervous young woman who, like, is trying to better her language skills before she goes out in the world. So, like, she, yeah, she's a great fighter, but she's still, like, you know, going to be sent off to college for the first time, essentially, and she's nervous about it, which I think is cute. Yes, it is nice to see people who are very skilled in something, but not so much in others, because balance. Mm-hmm. Well, and Rothfuss is good at giving even these relatively minor characters three-dimensionality, like they're never just one thing. Uh, and I also think it's good to know, like, I don't think Quoth has made it explicit to us how uh, stifling he finds, like, constantly having to keep his face composed hmm. like i he's like he's also relieved like penthe is glad to have someone to practice with and he's glad to be able to like speak in his native language uh fully with somebody and like not have to like try to be a good adam for for five minutes he's also probably relieved at the chance to make a friend who yes. isn't Bashet, who he is worried that he's uh, bollocks things up with yes there's also absolutely that valence he is like the he is really lonely right now he feels like he screwed up the one relationship he does have that's about all i got well we have a little letter today Mailbag. this is uh from caitlin who writes on pronunciation double meaning and foreshadowing hello i just listened to episode 651 in which you read a letter from sarah from london she brings up the pronunciation of Edamara. I, myself, have always pronounced it Rue in my head. In listening to another recent episode which covers the word Rue in the chapter title, I pieced together something in my mind. 
Could it be that Rothfuss has placed before us a well-hidden foreshadowing for Kvoth in the form of a word that has double meaning when pronounced this way? We know this story is not supposed to have a happy ending. Kvoth labels himself from the beginning Kvoth of the Edamara, and says more than once, I am Edamara through and through, or something to that effect, which you might also pronounce Edamaru through and through. Is he then also saying, I am regret through and through? I am eager to hear your thoughts on this idea. I hope you all have a wonderful and well-deserved break. I look forward to listening to you all as soon as you return. Signed, Caitlin. When when Caitlin mentioned the double meaning, I didn't think of rue as in, like, you will rue the day. I thought of rue as in, like, the, the cheese sauce. <laughs> and I got very confused. Yeah, like R-O-U-X, like rue. I've actually never had to spell that word. Well, so. it's a French word. <laughs> ah, okay. I didn't know there was a cheese sauce called rue. It's uh, delicious. Anyway, sorry. No. Back to the letter. I've only ever said ra. To me, the H really, in, in the spelling, really makes it want to be mm-hmm. pronounced that way. But I agree with you that it is more juicy if it has that double meaning. And it also does rhyme with, like, it feels quothy to come up with that turn of phrase. Mm-hmm. And I'm a rue through and through. So, I don't knew. Yeah, I, I also have always said uh because U-H, like without the R in English, is uh. So... I uh, also read it at a maru, but until until I heard Nick read it out loud, and then I said it at a maru. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why, <laughs> because you're right. The uh sound should would be uh, but I don't. I, yeah, I have no idea why I would have read it at a maru. If well, it is at a maru, it's no longer a homophone for Edemra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So it kind of depends which multiple meaning valence you like better. This would be a good question. Uh, to ask uh, Mr. Rothfuss if he ever stops hunting us for sport. Very reasonable. Like, is the pronunciation of Edamaro significant? And if so, which one is the significant one? We don't even have to ask him why. We can just say, is it Ra or Ru? I think he has gone on record saying the only pronunciation that matters is Quoth's name. Yeah, I don't think we can ask him whether it's Ra or Ru. I think he'll, he'll give us the answer that is all pronunciations are correct. Hmm. Yeah, I also, I want to, when we do inevitably interview him, I want to stay away from, like, pedantic details. I want to have a more broad conversation about, like, the process and the value of close reading and things like that. But maybe we can throw in a few, uh, You're a few assuming that, nerdy you, questions. that, that it'll happen. Um, he owes us! He super doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> we deserve this. We deserve your time and attention. You hear me, Rothfuss? I'm coming for you. <laughs> ah, so the tables have turned. That's he will right. Hunt us for sport, but you will hunt him for I'm sport. Hunting you. He's like having his John Wick moment, like slamming a sledgehammer into the bottom of Omathai Manor, revealing his various <laughs> really elements. That's right. The gold coins with Rothfuss's face on them. <laughs> Listeners, uh, we're thinking we'll be back on tomorrow's page. Of the. Win. Win.